0: Hey there, my name is Kara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster, and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul. All the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey there you. How's it going today? I hope you're well. Welcome to episode number 106 of the BBB podcast. So I have no updates for you today, so let's get started. This was such a wonderful conversation. You know, I reach out to a lot of people that I believe will bring value to the show. I kind of trust my instincts because you never know what a person's going to come across like. But today's guest did not disappoint. Karen Wright practices acupuncture, Chinese medicine, nutrition, All the good stuff, but her story that led her there is just wonderful. Major illness that at one point actually caused her to lose feelings in her legs whilst being on her horse. Literally just jump-started her journey into making some monumental changes in her life. I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did. and Thanks again to Karen for being just fantastic. I think we've made a great connection and I hope to speak to you again soon. Enjoy this one everyone. Today on the show I am talking to Karen Wright. Karen practices acupuncture and Chinese medicine and provides nutritional guidance with particular focus on women's health, autoimmune disorders and chronic pain. I think we uh, actually follow a few of the same people on Instagram and I imagine we <laughs> spend some time in the same space over there. So that's where Karen jumped out at me and I thought she would make a great guest for the show. Plus she's called Karen. So there's a great place to start. Hey, Karen. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much.
0: You are welcome. I'm excited to have you here and get dove into all the questions.
1: Thanks, me too. This is my first podcast
0: experience. So I'm, really I'm really excited. Exciting. Uh, first of many, I hope. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I think it's always a great place to start with how a person got to where they are today and why they're passionate about their work. I've read your your personal healing story, Karen, which was absolutely amazing, by the way. But would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about your journey?
1: I'd love to and um, I will do my best to keep it succinct
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think with a lot of people who have healed from something pretty major the story definitely has layers mm. so if at any point you're you know it's not quite tracking just give me a little nod and I'll and I'll kind of try to tie some things together
0: absolutely so
1: I I'm from California I grew up in Los Angeles and I grew up with a utterly yeah. normal, lifestyle born in you know or grew up in the 80s and just grew up with a standard american diet lots of cereal for breakfast you know simple foods a lot of spaghetti dinners campbell soup you know just those yeah. normal products that a normal you know family in that day and age would buy and and eat lots of margarine mm-hmm. lots of white mm-hmm. sugar all of that good stuff and probably around my, my my most active memory of being in, in a lot of pain was starting in my, like, mid-teens, around 15, 16 years old. I was often in just a tremendous amount of pain, like, in my bones sort of pain. I actually had gone vegetarian when I was 14, mm-hmm. and it wasn't lazy vegetarian. It was, I was committed. I yeah. was hardcore, <laughs> um, <laughs> My poor mom said, I'm not making two meals, you know. So essentially, yeah. you're on your own, you can eat the sides, mm. um, and I'm not like doing this extra for you. Yeah, so I had I had come to vegetarianism because I did a debate in, in um, junior high school, and I was it was an anti hunting, I was on that side. So mm. I learned about the general slaughterhouse system, and you know, it just really bummed me out, mm. and so you know, it really got my emotion. So, anyways. You know, I started to just eat basically like potatoes, broccoli, margarine. You know, back in that time, there was some soy products, some seitan, mm-hmm. some tempeh. Okay, I would eat that. Yeah. Um, I got very anti-fast food because of that whole system. So mm-hmm. in in a weird way, I was at that time a healthier vegetarian because I wasn't eating any fast food, but I was in em- like an empty vegetarian, you know? Yeah, yeah. So my symptoms just kept getting worse and worse. At 18, I was actually diagnosed with fibromyalgia. From about 18 to 24, I had so many labs run on me; they could not exactly figure out what was going on. I had the hormone studies. I had. I was in tremendous. I would get tremendous. Pains in my guts, I get tremendous pains in my joints. Um, I was a very active person. I have a really big personality, so I was working as a veterinary technician, I was in school, I was also doing massage, but I was in so much pain and fatigue. So they ran lots of tests, and then I got a secondary diagnosis at 22 just with chronic fatigue. And at that time, I was completely fed up with the Mm -hmm. (laughs) medical system. Mm -hmm. I'd already studying natural medicine. Um, I'd already taken nursing school. Um, I was on my way to pre-vet. I thought I was going to become a veterinarian. It's probably about 1999. I met a vet who was doing acupuncture on the animals, and I started to work for her. She was very progressive. And I would see the animals have to be carried in, and then they would walk out after their acupuncture treatment. And that, yeah, it was amazing. So at that point, I just was sold. I was like, I have to learn this. This is insane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I started receiving acupuncture. I did all my undergraduate for Chinese medicine school. Mind you, this whole time, i'm I'm still going downhill. Mm-hmm. i am I am still really, really going downhill. One example of my pain was when I was an intern, I'd actually bring a secondary lab coat and shirt because some days I'd be in so much pain while I was treating, I would just be sweating. Well. From the degree of pain and Chinese medicine helped me so much because it kept me going I would take you know the herb acupuncture was a little too stimulating for me because I was essentially like fried kind of neurologically Mm. and I did definitely look at my diet constantly I was trying to be the best vegetarian I was often vegan because I don't do well with dairy and I I was doing the supplements I was doing the food combining I was doing the soaking and the sprouting and the home cooking and you know, I was just checking all the boxes. Any box I could find to check, I'd check it, you know? Mm-hmm. So the herbs and the Chinese medicine, it, it helped keep me going. And I graduated, I opened my own practice, and I was starting to have, during school is when I had been, I, I like to do this caveat of informally diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and I say informally because I was lucky enough to be in school with MDs, with medical doctors. right. And separately, two completely separate doctors who were going through the program um, had heard about me and what I was going through and pulled me aside, you know, took me to their offices, had exams, and they both concluded MS. Um, I did not take any of the formal tests. I did not want to get that diagnosis on my health insurance. I'm a bit of a rebel. <laughs>
0: right, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I also knew I wouldn't take the drugs. I, I knew I was too scared of the side effects. I was really concerned about being labeled as a non-compliant patient,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which could also adversely affect. I don't know about these days, but then back mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. So I, I do like to always say I was informally diagnosed with MS, but my symptoms were like textbook so after school, in my own practice, still struggling, still seeing an incredible herbalist, mind you, I had also tried Reiki healing, Sufi healing, Pilates, yoga, breath work, you know, apart from like being locked in the closet with bees, you know, to get <laughs> stung or something. So I, like I tried so many things. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm an avid horseback rider. They're mm-hmm. my passion. And it was getting to the point where it wasn't just that it was too painful to ride, it was that I was actually losing connection to my legs. Oh wow. Oh, it was terrifying. And at, at some points I actually couldn't even get off my horse because mm. I, I it wasn't that my legs were numb or tired or painful, is that I could they didn't exist. Mm. So I knew I was getting real deep into my autoimmune disease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I came home one morning after not being able to get off my horse <laughs> for minutes until my legs came back online, as I would say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was terrified. And I just I remember thinking to myself, what haven't I tried? Yeah. And my only two answers, like I said, apart from a closet of bees, was Western drugs and completely reversing my diet. Mm. And. I had a lot of friends who had CrossFit gyms and were CrossFit trainers. So I'd heard about Paleo. I heard this is in two thousand and twelve. Okay. So I'd heard about Mark Sisson, Mark's mm-hmm. Daily Apple, and I did a ton of research on paleo. I thought what is the opposite of what I've been doing? <laughs> it was a huge ethical decision for me. Twenty two years vegan vegetarian. And yes, I had been craving meat for years. <laughs> I dreamt yeah. of eating meat, happily mm-hmm. dreamt of it. So as I am, I'm kind of an all-in sort of person. I thought to myself, I'll try changing my diet. I'll do it for three months. The worst thing it'll do is not work. Yeah. And then I'll try Western drugs because their worst thing are side effects.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, at the time, Whole Foods started to carry local meats, pasture-raised, grass-fed and finished, bison, game meats. So ethically, I said, all right. I'm going to support these small farms. I'm going to buy pasture-raised. I'm going to buy, you know, grass-fed and finished because I was yes. already savvy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they study all that stuff, grass-fed and finished meat. So literally the next morning, my first meal was bison.
0: Whoa, fancy.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even eat, like, chicken broth. Like, I at restaurants, like, if yes. it was even cooked, I, like, that's how strict I was. Mm-hmm. So I ate ground bison with a little bit of clean ketchup. And (laughs) I always love to say I absolutely felt high. I felt (laughs) high as height. Mm -hmm. I felt like bionic. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And I remember standing in my living room and it was almost like I could see. It was the weirdest feeling. And then the other thing was I felt full. Mm. And I thought, I have not felt this.
0: Wow. Ever. (laughs) Mm. yeah
1: it was amazing I felt done like and then that night you know of course I was a little worried because everyone scares you Mm. by saying you're gonna have digestive problems you're gonna feel horrible you might throw up you know Mm -hmm. no No. (laughs) nothing (laughs) no (laughs) I felt I felt bionic (laughs)
0: yeah I love it
1: so that night I had gotten a roasted chicken and I, I actually cried while I ate it Wow. And a lot of people think I cried because I was sad, but yeah. I actually cried because for me, I had this really profound moment of complete comprehension that yeah. this life was going to save my life. Wow. And it was like, I don't know that I had ever felt more gratitude and respect and like worship for an animal in my life
0: mm-hmm.
1: as I did in that moment. So, needless to say, about like two weeks later, a super strict paleo, yep.
0: about
1: two weeks later, I was taking my dog at the time up for a walk. We had to go up steps because I was living in a canyon. And I didn't even notice, but I went up all 36 steps and then proceeded to walk down the road. My dog stopped because <laughs> she was used to me needing to stop Yeah. at the top of the stairs to get my legs back and to regain my strength. And I went, oh my God, yeah. I should stop. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anyone <laughs> because yeah. I was like, it's a fluke, it's a one-off. But now, after about three months, my symptoms were just shutting off like light switches. Yeah. I was growing up. I had lost my eyelashes. My hair had been falling out. I, I, my pants didn't fit anymore. My hair grew back. My eyelashes came back. My, wow. my body was just dropping this inflammatory weight. It was profound. Yeah. And I did it over I did it I started October twenty second mm-hmm. and I did it over Halloween with the candy. I did it over Thanksgiving mm-hmm. where I made my own food. I did it over my birthday. I did it over Christmas. I did it over New Year's. Like, no, absolutely. I was I was all in.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well the that- <laughs> my story <laughs> that is absolutely amazing while you were talking I was just like writing down all these notes because but I wanted to sp- I wanted to talk but I also wanted to let you sis- share your story because you were in such flow there uh, but thank you so much for sharing that absolutely brilliant and just to sort of cycle back around a little bit I grew up in the 80s as well actually ah, <laughs> yes
1: we're twins <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why we're called Karen because it's such an 80s yes. name yes it is it is you don't get Karens anymore. <laughs>
1: no, and I saw your joke about the Karens of the internet. I was like, that's yeah. so perfect. <laughs> so <good>. I know.
0: <laughs> but just, yeah, just to go back over some things, you had pain at such a young age, and do you think that was a reflection of being vegetarian, or do you think that exacerbated it?
1: That's such a good question. Yeah. When I ask my family, my mom and dad, they do remember me as a child being sensitive. They nicknamed me Princess in the Pea. <sighs> because I hated it if I had like a wrinkle in my sock. I was definitely, I was a very active kid. I loved to play, um, I loved animals, I loved to be adventurous, but I also had a lot of sunlight sensitivity. So what I think, I've had a lot of time to think about this and really ruminate, I had a very bad antibiotic reaction when I was two, Mm. and it almost killed me. And then in growing up in that day and age, to recover from that, I wasn't breastfed, Um, I was fed formula. I had this horrible antibiotic reaction. I was then, you know, probably was like, here, have some ice cream. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think I was undermined as so many of us are in our youth. I think I was, as we now use the term gut biome, I think I was undermined. Yeah. And then the standard American diet and then the insult to injury Mm -hmm. was vegetarian.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: dropping myself of saturated fat and amino
0: acids yeah your your gut was just struggling from from when you were two basically yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's it's funny you used to mention vegetarian when you were at school because when I think back to school there was I can think of one person who was vegetarian you know it was Mm -hmm. quite unique to be a vegetarian back in the 80s and 90s but now obviously it's a different story altogether was there was (laughs) there any more in your class do you remember no,
1: I had friends who were like dabbling yeah, or you know, would talk about wanting to do it. No, I was really quite the solo flyer, and you know, I want to say something. It wasn't that anyone I didn't actually even care if anyone was vegetarian or vegan, I just cared that they cared, yeah, about the welfare of animals. That was my whole bent, was yeah. that, that you know, sense.
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I, I, I knew at a young age I was like, I'm not here to be anyone's food police or ethics police yes I just was like this is an unreasonable system mm-hmm. and that's what really hurt me the most or affected me the most
0: yeah I think anybody who I did come across it was definitely from a you know an animal rights perspective it wasn't a health <laughs> perspective whereas now it's completely well not completely switched but it's definitely I'm going vegan because it's healthy that's right. what I here every day right. I um, knew it
1: wasn't healthy because I it's the bottom line is if I knew I had to take B12 supplements, at least that, yes. then I knew I wasn't eating a complete diet. Yeah. I, even as a teenager, I understood that. Mm-hmm. I just knew I didn't want to be a part of the feedlot um, mass slaughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned the connection between veal and dairy, and I thought that's kind of sick. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just didn't. I didn't find it. In all honesty, I didn't find it. I. I, I want to use the word fair, but mm-hmm. I just. I didn't find it respectful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand. was
1: really. It. Yeah.
0: Such self-awareness at a young age. I just wouldn't have had that notion to think that <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> I don't know where it all came from. I was. I was pretty wackily tuned in, and I read a lot. I yeah. read constantly.
0: Yeah. something that you said uh stood out to me what haven't I tried yet because I it uh, parallels with another guy I interviewed I don't know if you follow Brian from Red Light Rising uh Um, yes yeah I do I love him he's terrific (laughs) so I interviewed him and he said that exact same thing and he said as well I was a really good vegetarian you know he said I did Mm -hmm. it right but he was having these aches and pains in his joints And he met this couple and they were going through something similar. And the only thing they hadn't tried was meat. So he went, "Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And now he hasn't looked back either. So I find him to
1: be quite a kindred uh, Instagram spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then your first taste of meat was bison. As I say, that's, that's super fancy. We can't even get bison here, I don't think. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> does it taste different much different to beef you know
1: i find it to. this is going to be a weird adjective to use but yeah. there's something about it ironically for being such large amazing creatures hmm. uh the meat is very almost velvety oh okay and soft yeah. and it feels very almost like um it melts oh, nice. will you eat it yeah hmm. it's super good
0: yeah oh i need to get to america <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, come here. Yeah. <laughs> I like,
0: come and then after one day, you felt better, satisfied. Well, I don't know about better. Did you say better or just satisfied?
1: You know, I felt full. Yeah. When I was, I felt
0: satiated. It's the perfect word. Mm. I didn't. I wasn't constantly seeking. Yeah. More. Okay. Well, let's move it up a bit and talk about your acupuncture. So you can- passionate about that because you saw it being done on animals
1: yeah
0: yeah and that's and by the way you talk and by the way you look at your when you, when you read your website you it obviously really lights you up and you want to really be that person that helps people through their struggles it's very obvious that that's the sort of person that you are um yeah, I feel like I need to do a lot more on my website so thank you for No you're doing a good job you will get noticed because you're okay. honest and passionate that's that's all it takes. I personally have never actually had acupuncture I don't know why I feel like it's the sort of thing people go and experiment with when there's something seriously wrong mm-hmm. but would you yeah. say it's something that you should actually build in even if there isn't anything wrong and what improvements have you seen in people that you're working with in your practice?
1: I am just so happy you led with that because yes, (laughs) the answer is just flat out. Yes, Yes. Um, we do. We I call us like in we're like end stage practitioners (laughs) (laughs) Um, where the person is usually already had multiple surgeries or multiple attempts or there are multiple medications. Um, And so there's actually a lot of unraveling work um, to be done with the patient, even just to get them in touch with themselves because all of, you know, their experiences maybe have been fairly traumatic and they're a bit disassociated from themselves, their, their life. So yeah, actually this medicine, all of this ancient medicine, whether it's out of India as Ayurveda or China as, as Chinese medicine and acupuncture, it all came out of the human desire to live as long as possible in order to know God. And so all of these ancient medicines are based in longevity. Right. They're based on balancing the systems and being in harmony with your own life so that you can cultivate that other thing. So so yes, to to come in and to, to meet an acupuncturist when you're quite well hmm. is very proactive. It's very forward thinking hmm. because you, get a connection you get someone on your team and you get someone who knows you yeah definitely
0: I I think I need to go and get some done (laughs)
1: it's it's truly truly wonderful I will say it's a very um it's a it you know as with anything whether it's your mechanic or your doctor or your acupuncturist you you want to find that person that you feel is hearing you
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: that you feel is understanding that how you're talking how your life is who you are you, yeah. you do want to shop for that. If you're, if you are of a, of a, you know, American or European in China, it's wild. I haven't been yet, but you know, it's in the hospital system. So like, they don't even have private rooms. Like you're sitting in a chair, or you're in a multiple bedroom, and they're just coming through, and they're like Brrr, with the needles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just normal. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, they've grown up with it. Their their parents did it. Their grandparents did it. Someone in their family does it. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. But here, for those of us who did not grow up with it, you do, I do recommend, you know, really making sure that A, you're feeling connected with, and B, you do get a result after Mm. your treatment that you can say, yes, that is different.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. And so you talked about Chinese medicine there and acupuncture, of course, is a part of it. But I would love to know about all the herbs and teas from plants. And I'm sure yeah. it's a huge topic for you to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is exciting. I'm kind of excited to go on
1: record with opening this can of worms. Oh, nice. Educate um, me. Educate me. <laughs> uh, well, we can educate all of this together. And hopefully with the, also the medical doctors and scientists who are doing such amazing work with us right now. Mm -hmm. So something funny to say is all of Chinese medicine is actually, this is a really loaded statement, but it's trauma-based. But it's micro-trauma and it's controlled. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is we use needles to pierce the skin. We use cupping, which creates those hickey marks. So we're bringing you know, blood to the surface. We use gua sha, which is a scraping technique, which leaves a mark. Mm-hmm. Even with the herbal medicine, we are using distilled concentrates of active ingredients of plants,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not in isolation, which is how it's done with Western drugs, but in, still in their whole compound with their checks and balances system still intact. Um, But we are using a concentrate in order to create change. Mm -hmm. And that change is something that, I guess, alerts Mm. the body to to do something, Mm -hmm. right? So blanket statement, it is a type of thoughtful, controlled, calculated, planned, intentional micro trauma in order to provoke and inspire healing. So with my... Animal-based diet journey. This is my this is my um, exciting thing. I've been kind of considering Yes, because I have personally found that plants are irritating to me Mm -hmm. Um, I have come around to being highly animal-based with even further health results than I thought were possible So when I do think in my medicine of my herbal medicine It's weird. I started pulling away from using many herbs years ago because I got became so enamored with diet, and I really understood the blood chemistry and the chemistry behind diet.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I started to do that first, and then I would use herbs for that extra little push. Sure. For a very short period of time. Hmm. So I do actually think that what our you know beloved Dr. Paul Saladino is talking about toxins in that his brilliant brilliant concept that animals. Toxins are all exterior-based. Yeah. They can run, they can fight, they can claw, they can bite, they can do all that. So, uh, so their, their internal structure is non-toxic, which yeah. also parallels Chinese medicine because animals are the biggest tonic in Chinese medicine. Animal-based, air quotes, herbs, herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. Or dietary speaking is the most strengthening and tonifying medicine. So that totally parallels. Yes, And then if you think plants are stationary, they cannot bite, claw, run, defend themselves. So their defense mechanism is all internal. That actually makes sense as to why cultures for tens of thousands of years probably have used plant concentrates in order to create change in a body. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nicely put.
1: So I think that when, you know, the dose makes the poison, right? So when you're eating... These things that are yes, of course, they do have vitamins and minerals because they are of the herb. So they mm. are taking up vitamins and minerals. However, they also have their own intricate defense mechanisms of all of their toxic profiles. So when we're eating them every single day in like in these little we're grazing them essentially. We're just constantly putting in this little low-grade irritation. I think when we do the herbal medicine, like even me, it's more animal-based or if my patient's more animal-based, I actually feel the herbal medicine in in quick, intentional doses can intentionally create change, but you don't keep giving it.
0: Yeah. So it's like provoking an immune response, but if you keep doing that, the immune system's going to be on overdrive. Is that kind of what you're...
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, -hmm. Yeah, I learned a lot of the... um, Uh, plant stuff from Mark Sisson's as well you know there there's a there's a grain in the in the field Uh, it can't run away it needs to have built-in defense mechanism that basically destroys your gut
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and we're big so and we cook things so it takes a long time for some people it's insidious I love that word It's just an insidious insult
0: yeah. And it's interesting in the last two days, two people close to me have said that they're experiencing IBS symptoms and I'm like, oh, OK, let's get stuck in here. Then. <laughs> yeah. Because like you say, it may not show up for a while, but eventually your body just kind of goes, no, I can't do this anymore. Or maybe it has been antibiotics or, you know, maybe something's compromised the gut and it's just showing up a little bit more now. But it's a good warning sign to kind of change things up a little bit.
1: It is, and that's a great term of warning signs. One of my favorite acupuncturists—he has a beautiful podcast. His name's Michael Max. Yeah. He asks a really great question. He says, "What does it feel like to be perfectly healthy?" And the answer is, "It feels like nothing." Yeah. <laughs> there's no. There's actually you just you you don't you're not aware of
0: anything. Yeah, you're not questioning that because you're and, just living your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so I say if you if a human being is apart from of course blunt force trauma car accident you know hmm. your cat scratching like obvious true trauma if you are walking around with a painful joint or or IBS or if you i mean i'm going to sound silly right now but also if you're farting every day <laughs> if, yeah. if you have a hard time sleeping if you have nightmares if you have moods if you have PMS yeah if you have endometriosis if you have Painful periods. Yeah. These are all your body saying, I am irritated.
0: hmm hmm
1: Please stop with something. Let's
0: figure this out. And I think I said an awful lot on here. You know, people get used to that feeling of kind of, oh, I'm just kind of yeah. bloated all the time. That's just kind of me. Or like you say, PMS or painful periods. They just, it's become my identity and I can't see any other way out. And then you just change a few things and you go, okay, this is how I'm supposed yeah. to feel. Level it up yeah. a little bit. It's exciting. Yeah. And I'm always talking about self experimentation because there isn't yes. one thing that like it sounds like you were starting to do that way back <laughs> yeah um, but and and nutrition to move on a wee bit is it is a whole can of worms because you know you get excited about something because it's working for you but it might not work for the second person beside no. you you know and it is about I think it has to come down to how you feel but also do you like the taste of it because there is no point in torturing yourself <laughs> with no, amen do you know what I mean you have to it should be celebrated and enjoyed I don't know about you but there's a see this liver thing I just can't get on board with it
1: i know thank god for um the ancestral supplements yes
0: i know and I, I you you uh mentioned that on your website we can't get those here i'm sure there's maybe a version but i, I know the ones you're talking about they cover everything with all their stuff so good i so, give it to my dog oh do you oh but he's got a shiny oh, yeah. coat he's amazing yeah but that being said uh in your opinion what are your sort of non-negotiables when it comes to food
1: absolutely i um Gosh, what are my non-negotiables? That's so, well, I think my non-negotiable is that food and your diet matter.
0: Yeah.
1: So much. I would have to say by you know like my non-negotiable is, if you look anywhere, you have to look at what you are putting in your mouth. Yeah. And I don't care I we are multifaceted. There's absolutely emotional components to everything. There's habit components, of course. 100 100 however you know so many people are doing a lot of, of spiritual work emotional work mental work and that is fabulous and yeah. yes so critical but if you are literally ingesting irritants mm. multiple times a day you are on a huge uphill battle yeah. Yeah. to try yeah. to find that inner peace because your biological system is freaked out
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So your meditation is going to be harder your introspection is going to be harder your you know moods are going to be harder so my non-negotiable is you must the minute you put that that thing you're eating in your mouth and started to chew you are informing your your biochemistry yeah as to what's coming
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that matters that's critical I'm not a huge fan. I'm, I'm a weird practitioner in that I like to save my patients money. <laughs> I don't like spending their money. Yeah. And I want to miss them. I want to think like, oh, you know, he was so great. I really miss him. Dang, he's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've learned. I've, I've taught him. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of lots of supplementation. I'm not a fan of food allergy testing because, yeah. because the minute we've combined it with our saliva, we've made it something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So whether it's a blood test, a saliva test, a cheek swab, a DNA profile, a a skin test, I just, you have to go to an elimination diet first. Everybody, because just like you said, which I agree with wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. everybody's different. We all have had different experiences. We have different medications. We've had different surgical experiences. We've had different life experiences. So at the end of the day, what comes out is unknown, but I think everybody needs to start with at least a basic elimination diet of the obvious foods that we generally know are an insult. Yes. One's biochemistry. And you have to start there. And you have to do that Mm -hmm. for three to six months. You just do. Yeah. And then you start unraveling your story. Mm -hmm. Then you start incorporating that one thing that you are dying to have. My one thing I was dying to have after a year was rice. I wanted some dang white rice so yeah. bad. I did it. I experimented with a cup of cooked organic basmati white rice uh-huh. with my regular roasted chicken. Uh-huh. The next morning, I woke up like I had drunk a bottle
0: of tequila. I wow. felt like I had hit by a bus. Wow. And, and rice thought, is supposed to be the safe starch, yeah. isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> Cultures make rice as congee. Yeah. You
1: know, we we think rice is a baby food. Mm-hmm. We think of Rice is not, no gluten.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't that's work for not, you. That's what I
1: well, guess what? Let me share something exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: Last year was seven years, okay? Mm-hmm. Last year, I could eat anything
0: mm-hmm. and
1: have zero reaction. Yeah. Because my body actually healed so far. Mm-hmm. I could have my, you know, little here and there indulgences. Yeah, yeah. No negative repercussion, except that I went a little crazy. And so I started to gain some weight uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure had I kept going, I would have started to evoke the same responses. Yeah. So I had to dial it back in a little bit mm-hmm. or a lot bit because I, I do want to be optimal. I just, I yeah. don't want to be surviving. I want to be optimizing may be fine
0: um, because you'd come so far you didn't really want to just dive into everything again I'm assuming yes yeah. it's
1: it's true actually because although it's fun and it's hyper palatable still Rob Wolf's great word I know too I know enough I know too much yeah, you know yeah I like myself and I like my life but I want to feel good and I'm yeah. I'm in a healthcare position so I take that responsibility very seriously yes so I uh yeah so no I I definitely um and I enjoy being fit for my horses I didn't want to gain weight <laughs> yes for their sake so
0: and yeah are you enjoying horse riding the game without any pain yeah.
1: I enjoy everything <laughs> I I'm so active I'm almost 43 and I have zero issues it's amazing yeah. I look at my peers and my patients come in and they're like oh I'm getting older and I'm like what is your age and they're like I'm, oh, I'm 39 I'm 40 I'm like what are you talking I know of?
0: I know <laughs> like this
1: is you guys this is not normal this should not be considered normal
0: yeah yeah I love it I want to I want to hang out with you <laughs> <laughs> please I thank you it, it would be great I will be 40 this year as well and I I do not feel what 40 is supposed to feel like you know before I went on this whole journey I didn't have any particular health concerns but I did have that sort of slump feeling in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and I did start to say oh is this just what happens when you get to your 30s but no now I'm saying stuff like I think Mark Sisson probably said it I want to drop dead healthy you know Totally assume (laughs) that arthritis is meant to happen to you and you know you're meant to sort of start bending over and everything is just starting to break down but i i don't believe that has to happen i'm gonna try my best anyway to stop it happening
1: a hundred percent yes cool in a weird way this is such again i (laughs) i have if anyone's into astrology i have a ton of sagittarius in my chart so i'm Uh i'm sometimes a tad uh bold
0: but
1: (laughs) in a way like i say yeah, like I just want to, I do want to, I just want to freaking drop dead because my heart is done beating. Mm-hmm. It's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so in a way, if they opened me up, would I clinically have died of, of heart disease? Probably. <laughs> just because this thing in my body that never, ever, 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 ever stopped yeah. was like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done.
0: Yep, exactly. Now you is know? my time. Yeah.
1: I think perfect. I think that in many ways, again, apart from like, you know, trauma, like physical trauma, I think that's probably how we're essentially supposed to die.
0: Yeah, I, I believe that for sure. At, at 100,
1: you know, or 120 mm-hmm. or, or, you know... 93 like yeah it's
0: okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it so Karen I don't want to keep you too much longer finally I ask everyone this question if you could give our listeners one final thought today one Karen nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body what would that be apart from everything else that you've just said (laughs) thank you
1: gosh thank you this has been a joy it's to stay curious yeah. become curious. Yeah, I love that. That, you know, you made that sweet comment earlier, of my being so self-aware at a young age. Mm-hmm. I am a curious person. I want to know. It, 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 if someone says, I am this way, I want to say, well, why? Tell me. I want to understand. I love diving into curiosities. Yeah. And in doing that, it, may, it it's like having a superpower. Because... You learn so many different things and then you can play with so many different things. And then you can do this like crazy thing where you take the best of what you've learned and keep it and let go of what wasn't. Awesome.
0: I love it. And like I often say on here as well, question everything, even what we are yes. saying right now. You, you have a mind of your own, you know, take a wee bit of responsibility and see what happens whenever you just change things up a little bit. You yes. never know what's on the other side.
1: I love responsibility because it is your response yeah. ability. Oh,
0: nice. Nice. You're so intelligent. You're so intelligent.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. And where is the best place for people to connect with you on the web? Is it Instagram at the moment?
1: I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's Instagram or my website, which are both Karen Wright LAC. Mm-hmm. Um, LAC is the um, initials for licensed acupuncturist. Ah, okay. So I'm Karen Wright LAC.com. I'm Karen Wright LAC on Instagram. I've become allergic to Facebook.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you, sister. Yeah. I- there
1: yes yes so so far that is that's where i am
0: brilliant i will put all that in the show notes but i just want to thank you karen that was absolutely wonderful you're so honest and open and i imagine (laughs) as a practitioner everybody loves you (laughs) thank you i love them (laughs) (laughs) brilliant thanks very much just before you head off i want to say a big thank you for listening today i truly truly appreciate you now I don't make any money from this show I just wanted to tell you that it's all just a passion project and I hope it just kind of resonates with you but if you do want to support the show you can do so with Patreon and if you aren't sure what that is head on over to McClintock.co.uk forward slash support the show and you can find out more there. Bye for now.